Are you 35 or older? Do you feel like you're lacking that primal motivation, drive, and energy that you used to? Do you want more out of life to improve your performance in the gym and maybe the bedroom? Well, here's the deal. Every year after puberty, your growth hormone decreases. Sometimes by 50% by the age of 35, it only keeps going down from there. Doesn't matter how in shape you are or how good your diet is, it's all happening to all of us. Growth hormone decreases can cause chronic fatigue, mood swings, depression, body fat, low libido, poor performance, poor workout performance, poor sleep, and a whole lot more. Basically, it's like driving your high mileage car on bad gas or with old oil. That's where BioPro Plus comes in. BioPro Plus is the first of its kind. It's 100% non-synthetic alternative to prescription HGH growth hormone treatments. It immediately replaces what your body is no longer getting. And it does so naturally, without the needles, nasty side effects, or expensive costs of the typical synthetic growth hormone treatment. BioPro Plus is not a synthetic drug, so it won't shut off the natural production you still have or cause you to pop on any drug tests. It is scientifically backed and 100% safe. BioPro Plus works within just days instead of months and can be added to any existing treatment or prescriptions you may already be on. If you're interested in BioPro Plus, check them out at bioproteintech.com. The Wake Up The Sun podcast listeners receive a $30 off coupon by using code SNACK at checkout while supplies last. Go check it out. Let us know what you think. I'm pretty stoked about this product myself. I have been using it now for up to, I think I'm on the 12th day out of the uh, monthly program that they do provide. It's super simple, super easy. I do love the ease of it, taking it right when I wake up in the morning. Um, I get this great sensation. And uh, you know, so far what I've found is a little bit more focus um, in, in my morning routine and kind of getting started for the day. So uh, I have checked it out with all the people that I find um, important in the health and wellness field, getting their feedback and if they've tried anything and any of the ingredients that are actually in the product, remember, there are no synthetics, there are no needles, there are no nothing, um, which I am a big fan of. So uh, go check it out, BioPro Plus, and uh, let us know what you think, and we'd love to hear back. Have a most triumphant day. Welcome back to the Wake Up the Sun Show, a podcast that explores the importance of creating routine, rituals, and consistency in your day. This is part two, part two of the perfect practice story here with Orrin Cantor. Thanks for coming back on the show. What's going on, brother? Great to be back, Matt. So we left everybody kind of like, we had so much to talk about and so much to get in that I figured it was like, wow, let's do a part two. So we left off with you getting your shot, figuring out how you came up with the, the, the mat, the concept, everything, and boom, we ended up right at the sale. So kind of take us through how that worked and you know how you got there so fast because like you started the company and within a couple of years you're you're selling it. So tell us all about that. Yeah. Um you know things exploded so fast, Matt. Um from flying out to see Costco back in October of twenty nineteen until COVID beginning and exploding and Dustin Johnson signing on and then every retailer coming on behind him and selling huge amounts of putting mats. Um, after a year of that, uh, we started to see maybe a plateau in sales. It wasn't a drop in sales, but it was probably a flattening out. And um, we saw that online before the retailers kind of saw that happening. And when I recognized that, <clears throat> I said, you know what, we've had this viral explosion 
in you know a couple month period going from 8000 instagram followers that we worked hard to get over you know a year and a half span to 70000 uh just with explosive viral growth uh through influencers and professionals using the product um, I talked to my partner and we said, you know, I think it's time to explore an exit. Uh, we've, we've reached this pinnacle in sales where we've hit every major retailer. We're still crushing it online. Um, let's just see what's out there. We've heard that there's a lot of consolidation of e-commerce brands and we should just explore what's going on. Uh, so good friend of mine from college, uh, investment banker, uh, good friend of my partner's as well, uh, said, I'd love to take this project on. And he did, put together a whole book of our business and started floating out there to who we thought potential acquirers were. For the most part, we you know, sent it out to the major golf brands um, who showed some interest. Uh, but where we received the most interest was in the brand aggregator space, which is almost a new category that was created in about 2018, 2019. A company called Thrasio came in and said, hey, I'm going to buy a lot of successful small third-party Amazon brands and roll them all up together to be a big brand who owns multiple small brands. Um, they had grown this concept to a billion-dollar-plus valuation, and right before we went out to market, had just raised money at over $2 billion valuation. So our investment banker came to them, and they were interested. Uh, there were a few other interested parties, but no one was as interested as Thrasio. And uh, we just kind of went through the process. Not a fun process, not an easy <laughs> process. Uh, long and somewhat stressful. But um, <clears throat> what started, I mean, I would call it long and stressful. It was probably only 10, 12 weeks, but felt like 10 to 12 years. Because this is like your baby, right? Like you've had other successful businesses, but this is one of the things that grew the, the, the maturation process, I guess is the term of from concept to launch to looking at selling. I mean, it's, it was quick. And even when you said 10 to 12, I'm thinking 10 to 12 months, but 10 to 12 weeks isn't that long, but I'm sure dragged right. out. Yeah. On, a, on a day-to-day basis, they would ask for different questions. And those questions would come at all hours of the day and all hours at the night. Uh, there would be 3 a.m. wake-up calls where it says, we can't match up our numbers to this. We're going to drop the valuation X. And you just go, wow, like they're doing this at 3 a.m. on me, you right. know, two weeks before we're supposed to close. Um, there was a lot of that back and forth. But at the end of the day, we came to an agreement. And um, on October 19th of 2021, we closed on the sale of Perfect Practice to Thrasio. Uh, they took over you know, all the sales, all the assets that Perfect Practice had. And they kept me on as um, an advisor. Um, So they come to me with questions on why I did stuff, how I did stuff. Um, But for the most part, they're taking the brand and running with it as as they want to. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff in the pipeline. I'm in touch with them regularly. Um, And they have new products that I'm excited about that we conceptualize to them um, and let them do the professional development uh, since they're the billion-dollar machine. (laughs) Uh, Me developing a product versus them uh, is a lot more efficient. But um, to go from a nothing to an exit in a two and a half, three year span uh, is somewhat unheard of. But, you know, before I started 
this perfect practice business, the lesson I learned from the last one was you have to make money. You have to be profitable. So when I started seeing perfect practice being super profitable, I said, wow, companies get acquired based off how profitable they are. I think we're at this right stage now based off our profitability uh, to put this thing up for sale. And it happened to be the right decision. Now, was your part? Was there any like kind of static from your partner? Like, because obviously, when something's going so well, I mean, he's obviously smart like you and has done this, or not in this space, but you know, has built other things. Was he kind of like, man, I don't think so, or on a roll, or we just, you both were just like, hey, we should probably do this and, and seek this out because you guys are both. It's not like you're hanging around doing nothing, right? You both have you know things you want to do, other businesses you want to do, families. Like, was there any static from him, or was it like, yeah, I agree? No, he came from the investment banking world and had always had his eye on the prize of creating something acquirable. And when we both realized that what we had was, you know, a saleable asset, uh, we got together last summer when we were in Colorado and said, now's the right time. We both feel it. Uh, we, we have the opportunity to take cash off the table, do what we want to do possibly do something together in the future uh, but it just this is the best opportunity at the moment and if we run perfect practice for the next five to ten years I think it's going to be a struggle to get to what they're willing to give us right, right now I'm sure wow that's awesome and, and and that was it 10 to 12 weeks sale went through and then all of a sudden you're you said what an advisor or um, yep kind I of a consultant con- or, or whatnot to the business and and, and and then you're, you know, it's kind of like you had this roadblock, you know, from from the last podcast we talked about, you know, Amazon came in and kind of shut down how you operated your last business. Um, you, you've been doing this stuff since, you know, prior, you know, high school, college, right? Like you've been in the business world. So now it's companies sold, COVID for the most part is over. And it's like, cool. And I, and I, we talk about this a lot on the show, um, Anybody that comes on, it's, you know, the what's next or, you know, some people are already in something and haven't sold anything and they're like, hey, what's next? And they're already on to the next thing. So is there anything that you can actually speak to now or just kind of holding? Because I know it's like you have a lot of ideas and things that you want to do, but is there anything that you're really excited about that you can share with, you know, uh, the listeners of, hey, this is where I'm thinking my next venture is or you just kind of keep that closed for the, the time being? Yeah, well, I'm an idea guy. Um, my family will say I have a lot of really bad, stupid ideas. Um, and especially if you know you go tell your family, like, hey, I'm making a putting mat. And yeah. they kind of laugh at you and say, good luck, Orrin, you yeah. know? Um, but no one expected that to, to happen, you know, turn into what it did. Right. Um, but ongoing, I, I've had ideas in my head, and I have a lot of them, and I've had to almost prioritize what I think the most important, best idea is and work from that down. Um, what selling the company gave me was was freedom. Mm. Um, I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and uh, getting to spend time at, them, uh, at home with them on a day-to-day basis is, um, you know priceless and I truly appreciate the ability to you know watch that beginning of life cycle because it only happens once and then it's gone Um, 
and uh, it, it gives me freedom and flexibility. Obviously, I lose a little bit of purpose uh, day to day. I woke up and, you know, what's happening perfect practice wise? What do I need to worry about and think about today? And that's kind of gone from my life. Right. Uh, but what's brought in is, um, you know, working on my family relationship, uh, getting closer with my sisters and my parents as everyone gets older. Uh, we all have our own families, so getting the cousins together um, and being able to travel with my family, I find, is a great way to bond with them. Um, you know, you spend a weekend at home and you do what you do at home, but when you go and get away and get forced into, you know, what's usually a smaller room situation right. uh, you get to be on top of each other and spend all waking moments together is really when you uh, make the best memories and from growing up those are when I have the best memories so uh, routine wise I think uh, I started training with Matt uh, <laughs> oh yeah we're going to dive right into it yeah <laughs> no, I think that you know it's again I love how you said freedom and flexibility and, and let's let's just dive right into that you said routine but you know like your eyes open Businesses. Well, I mean, again, you're an idea guy, so obviously you're going to be thinking about that. But like, how how do you start your day? What's your morning routine like now? I mean, and, and I guess you can kind of compare and contrast what it was like when you were starting and operating your own business to to, to now, which is okay, it's a little bit different. I, I have more freedom and flexibility. So, what is what does your morning look like? Yeah. So before, when it was perfect practice, it was wake up and overnight I would receive all my China emails mm-hmm. dealing with. Um, manufacturing side of things and then freight forwarding side of things and then I would wake up and get a call from our warehouse manager at about 8, 8.30 in the morning going over the days what needs to be shipped out what's coming in um, day to day what's going to happen that was all while my kids were waking up you know, I could do breakfast with them for a little, hop back and forth and do perfect practice. I could drop them at school, go back home and take my calls. Um, and since then, the uh, the mornings have changed for sure. Sure. Uh, well, now the four-year-old who used to be in a crib gets out of her bed on her <laughs> own and has no shame coming into our room, whether it's, you know, five, six, yeah. usually five she wants or the six attention. Of course. Um, so I've start handling the mornings with the kids more than I ever did. Um, I help get them ready. I'm, I'm the drop-off parent for one of the kids, at least. They're going to multiple places. Um, and then from there, I've added working out to my daily routine. It was something I did. Uh, I got perfect practice into a position where I had more free time, and so Matt and I picked up training last year. And then this, we, we went off for the summer and the sale began and the process of due diligence was morning calls, midday calls, afternoon calls, calls uh, at a moment's notice. So I, yeah. I kind of got off that routine. And um, after 10, 12 weeks and we closed, uh, the day after we closed, I came down with a kidney stone and doctor said it was from the stress of the sale. That's crazy. Um, that was not fun. That was about three weeks of, of real pain, and they followed up with uh, a real COVID, you know, running through my house. And after that, I said, "I got to get myself healthy. I got to get myself better." And I reached back out to Matt, and yeah. since then, we picked back up our weekly training. We've actually increased it, and um, 
you know, I find after I work out is usually when my ideas start flowing. Ah, I love that, man. It, it's so it's so cool too because it's obviously like you know working out and training with people and seeing why they do things or you know even if they don't train with me and they're on the show, it's you know what's important to them. And, and it's really cool to hear you say that because I've heard that from a couple other business owners, entrepreneurs, where it's just like I get my best work done either while they're working out, right after they're working out, where they just get so energized. And it's again, it's just like that physical component, right? That mental, spiritual, physical component where it kind of changes everything. So if like someone's coming to you and, and, and they could come to you for a lot, you're a father, you're a business owner, you know, you're, you're a husband, you're a brother, you're a son, you know, like you, you've, you've done a lot in your life and in a short amount of time, you're a young guy. What would be one ritual or routine you'd recommend to somebody? And again, you can take that any way. You could take that to, as a father, as a business owner, as a idea guy. Like, what do you, you know, like you said something earlier where people are like, "Hey, dude, putting mat, good fucking luck," right? Like, uh, there's a lot of that out there where people, again, it's like biz, the business world is tough, and yep. being an entrepreneur, people are like, "Man, it's not safe. It's really hard." Like, what? What would you, you know, let's just start with that before we get to that question. Like, what's a ritual routine you'd recommend to somebody starting out? Um, I think no idea is a bad idea. Um, understanding that from the get-go, um, when you tell one person an idea and they say, hey, that's a stupid idea, it, the, the feeling most people get from hearing that is enough to make them say, yeah, that's a stupid idea, I'm done with that, drop it, let's move on to the next one. But maybe it's not a dumb idea. Maybe not just taking this putting mat and making it a little better, you know, could turn into, you know, uh, a revolution in a sport that's been around for hundreds of years. Um, it's, it's not, no idea is a bad idea. And to write down every time an idea pops into your head, you know, and follow up on it. And start asking. And maybe one person thinks it's a bad idea, but if you interview 10, nine others think it's great. Um, I interviewed 10 people if they thought a punting mat was a good idea, and all 10 of them thought it was a pretty bad idea. Uh, but I go, you didn't try my putting mat. And then you start giving it to people like, oh, this is not a bad idea. This thing maybe actually helps, and it's, it's good. And I can see that, oh, uh, Dick's and Golf Galaxy and every major golf retailer is going to pick it up. Mm. Uh, not everyone sees that. Um, and, and I think a lot of people get turned off from entrepreneurship because uh, they think they have bad ideas. And that concept of no idea is a bad idea. Um, and you got to explore every one because you never know which one is, is you know, the home run idea that you have. Well, I think that feeds into the next question is, you know, if, let's just keep it on the business side. What if someone's just, you know, they're in that rut. There's no happiness or anything to be positive about. They've had a few failed, you know, goes at it. Uh, with whatever, maybe an idea or an actual project that you know gets some gets some steam and then you know blows up or, or falls apart. What do you tell that person? I think you got to keep trying. Uh, failure is not the end. Failure is a good thing. You just got to learn from each and every one. You know, there's a reason that idea didn't work, and and you got to really think about it. And even though it hurts that that idea didn't work, if you get down to the core of the reason it didn't work, my Amazon business didn't work because there wasn't enough profit. Okay, so in my next business, I got to figure out how to make more profit. We figured it out, you know, and I rolled all those ideas from uh, the lessons from the earlier businesses into perfect practice. And um, not everyone's going to hit a home run. 
And uh, it could be a single. It could be a lifestyle business. It could be a, a side hustle where you're earning extra income on top of your nine to five. Um, I think with the internet and the ability to sell things the way we all can, uh, it used to be a lot harder. Now, if you have a cell phone, you can download a couple apps and start selling things pretty quickly. Uh, there are ways to generate income if you need uh, you know, that launching pad for an idea that you have. Uh, there are lots of ways to come by it. Um, but you, you got to be a doer. You know, It's not going to come to you. Um, I think that's one of my best traits is that I'm a doer. If I think of an idea, it's not just an idea. It's how do I take that idea to conception? How do I say this is a good putting map, but I can make it better? Well, what could I make better and how do I do that? Okay, first I increase, uh, I, I make a better carpet. Then I start printing things on the carpet. Um, there are steps to get from point A to point B, but uh, a great thing to do is, is write, write them down. I have mm-hmm. a little um, whiteboard like a mini whiteboard that sits above right. my keyboard. Um, I'm good at something pops in my head and then I lose it. You right. know? And so if something important pops in my head while I'm sitting at my desk, I write a little note and I don't erase it until I handle it. And I like a perfectly clean whiteboard. I'm a zero inbox email guy. I don't yeah, like yeah, seeing yeah. those red numbers on my iPhone. Um, and so that's how that's kind of how I prioritize tasks, and even though they may not be get-done-today tasks, they're going to stay on that whiteboard until they get done. And when I walk in and see that whiteboard, it it makes me angry. And I think about what (laughs) needs to be done to get that one off my whiteboard. I like that a lot. Um, So you go through your day, you spend time with your family, which I think is great. You know, the freedom, flexibility part, you know, spend time with your wife and your, you know, your your brothers and sisters and cousins and all all the, you know, your your nieces and nephews are all here. But you get through the day, kids have been taken care of, they're they're kind of, you know, uh, sleeping, dinner, everything's done. What's your kind of wind down thing for the night? Like what do, you know, what's your go-to to kind of, I don't want to say like shut down because idea. I feel like your mind never stops working. But what helps you kind of unwind? Yeah, you know, I struggle with that actually more than most people. Um, I'm not good at sitting down and focusing on TV. Uh, I, I am an active. I need to be working with uh, the entertainment that I am using, which is a computer, a phone, an iPad, something that is constantly back and forth. Something pops in my head. I need to go look for it. I have really bad ADD to sit down with my wife and say, let's start season one of this show and just watch it straight through. She'll say, A, Oren will put a TV on and he'll fall asleep right away. Yeah. Or B, he'll be on his phone scrolling in a minute. And it's not because I don't want to watch that show. It's just because everything is running through my mind and that's just kind of who I am, how I'm programmed. Sure. And uh, I always want to be getting stuff done and you know, don't like to be sitting passively. It's just who I am as a person. So on that wind down stuff, I struggle. Uh, a lot of the times I will try and get away from the computer after dinner and not not go back to the computer. Right. Although sometimes at night is when I do get a lot of great work done. I communicate with China. And so when I was in perfect practice world, uh, I'd finish dinner and go have calls with China and start working back and forth on production, go to sleep and wake up to emails from China that said what had been done for that day. Um, and so that kind of threw me into a 24 hours of working schedule. Sure. And now that I don't have that, um, 
I still have a consultant uh, in China who helps me source different uh, items and ideas I have. Uh, so I communicate with him and and not as frequently as I did in perfect practice, right. but it keeps me engaged and and looking for the next opportunity out there. I have a lot of ideas. Uh, the sale allowed me to kind of passive passively invest in different projects, uh, which I'm still sourcing and looking for. And that's kind of more of how my day goes now is analyzing opportunities, seeing if it makes sense to A, invest in it, B, get involved in it. Uh, it's it's something I'd always wanted to get to. Uh, I had a father-in-law who's actively doing that and feeds me different deals and shows me different things. Um, but to be able to do that now and not think day to day how many putting mats are selling, sure. where are they going? Freeze you up. It frees me up. It's a different way of thinking, but um, I like it, and uh, I'm I'm in a very good routine right now. I think. Love that. What would be that one thing, that one habit you're struggling to change? I know you just talked about a lot about just like sitting down, but is there something where it's like you work on it, and you're like, man, I worked on this already. Why am I back here again? I'm constantly working on this. What's that one thing for you? Yeah, I think it's probably my eating. <laughs> you know, I've gotten uh, the exercise aspect into my life and, and something that's more consistent now. Um, I struggle with eating late at night. You know, I start working, I start getting cravings, and, you know, that freezer with the ice cream, it just starts calling <laughs> my name. <laughs> and as much as my body knows it's not the right thing to do, there's that pleasure yep. sensor that says, go do it, go do it, go eat that ice cream. And, uh, fall into that ice cream habit but uh, you know I kick it I get back into it yeah. I kick it I get Got back it. into it but I'd love to kick it you know more permanently and find a solution that wasn't I hear you now I, <laughs> that's that's actually a common one is that like late night eating or some form of like I get so busy I don't eat as much as I need to during the day and then it's like I eat I can't stand eating late because I don't sleep well and then I wake up the next day and it's like a, it's a vicious cycle um, so I, I, I'm there with you. So if you look, it's 2022 and I know, you know, this, this company was, you know, pretty crazy how it grew, but let's go back to 2017. What has changed? Like, how is your, how have your mornings evolved? Like if we're sitting here in 2017, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, 2017, I think anything pre 2020, we're talking was a different world almost pre-COVID. We didn't think about who was sick and when they were sick and why they were sick and what their sickness was. And we kind of all just did our own thing and went about our day-to-day -day businesses. And um, March 2020 hit and we went indoors and you spend every waking moment with the people you're with. I think kind of your mindset on your life and just, you know, we all got into a day-to-day -day routine and forget to step back and think about what's really important, our health and our family. And um, COVID gave us that opportunity. It gave me the opportunity to sell the business, which is great. But I think just my mindset as a human from before COVID till after COVID is that I appreciate every day that I'm allowed to get in my car and take my kid to camp or school and drop them off without wearing a mask and uh, just get to interact with humans because a year of not doing that with a three, two, three-year-old <laughs> newborn right. um, is enough to drive any human crazy. Um, 
But now, kind of in a post-COVID world, I appreciate that on a daily basis. You know, yeah. just getting up and going out and seeing people, and uh, you know, the world paused and we all got to think about it for a little bit, and now we're kind of back hustling again. Yeah. No, that's it, a crazy thing because 2017 what was your daughter. When was your daughter born? 20... 2017, 2017 September. September. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um. So where can people follow you and check in if they listen to this? Again, this is the end of you know this is part two, but um, where can they find you if you want to be found? I'm sure they can Google you, but like uh, I know you have your Instagram and 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 you still have the perfect practice Instagram that you you know I have access to. You yes, have access but, to it, but where can people find you? Uh, I'm I'm actually a LinkedIn guy. Um, Big LinkedIn guy. Feel free to connect, uh, message me on LinkedIn. You have ideas, you have concepts, you questions uh feel free to reach out i'm on instagram uh okanner o-k-a-n-t-o-r um perfect practice golf still operating there's a head of social media i see it i keep an eye on what's going on um day-to-day still pros using it every week um and it's fun it's exciting i i love hearing people's ideas and Things that are different than what everyone else is doing. Um, on my on my LinkedIn, I say I'm excited by the unknown, which is uh, kind of an entrepreneurial mindset. Is that you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but you got some hope that it's going to be something really good. Um, and that that mindset is uh, not easy to develop. And uh, but there are ways to learn an entrepreneurial mindset. There are books to read. There are uh, classes to take. Um, iTunes U is actually a great resource. It has free classes to Harvard Business School um, online. Uh, what Harvard used to hide behind a expensive degree, now they offer out on iTunes U. Um, so you can always check in, see free classes, and um, and learn from from great entrepreneurs who had done it before. I think if I go back to my entrepreneurial uh, master's program at University of Florida, the the single greatest thing I think it did for me was bring in a successful entrepreneur on a weekly basis, and they told their story just like this, and then they had a Q and A after, just like you're doing. And I got to ask those questions. You always wanted to ask a guy who was one of the early founders of Microsoft or one of the guys who started brand X, brand Y, Uh, whether it became a huge brand or a small successful brand. uh, You got to learn from all these people and they would always tell you about the mistakes they made along the way. And the number one thing they always said was learn from your mistakes and um, failure is accepted. And I think I take those two things away and that keeps me chugging along. Whether a hundred people tell me it's a bad idea, a thousand people tell me it's a bad idea, I, I can in my head say, "I believe it's a good idea. I'm going to go forward and try it." I love that. So we always sign off, and you've said so many great things in, the, in part one and part two. But what's what's one thing you'd want to leave everyone with, like the, your sign off to uh, to being on the show? Sign off is uh, don't don't give up. Uh, we all have ups. We all have downs. Our downs feel like they're the end, um, but it's a roller coaster. There's ups, there's downs. Um, don't give up. Keep pushing, and um, no idea is a bad idea. 
I love that. No idea is a bad idea. Well, uh, brother, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, uh, two, two times actually, to do a part one and a part two. Uh, and you guys heard it here first. Uh, connect with Orrin on LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to reach out to him there or on Instagram at Ocantor or Perfect Practice Golf on Instagram. Uh, we have. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, we could probably keep going, but uh, you know, maybe we'll have on your, your next successful venture you back on the show. But you can find us at Wake Up The Sun on Instagram, at GoFroPro, or on my personal at Moore Williams. And uh, if there's anything you guys want to hear or anybody uh, that you want us to interview, please let us know. Reach us out. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes at Wake Up The Sun Show. Oren, thanks for coming on the show. We, uh, we really appreciate it, brother. Matt, thanks for having me. Have a good day. You too. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Wake of the Sun show. I hope you got a lot out of what Oren had to share. Again, it is all about people helping people and ideas and going forth and doing whatever you can to execute on them. So I hope you enjoyed the Perfect Practice podcast. And uh, as always, have a most triumphant day. Please let us know what you think, how you feel, and uh, we love you.